Today I'm going to be talking about libertarian Judaism's view on prostitution, mainly focusing on the moral aspects while touching on law. As with most Jewish moral attitudes, the Bible is foundational. So we'll start with the biblical standard and move forward from there. Before getting to the relevant verse, Leviticus 19.29, it's worth seeing how other standards are stated in the surrounding passages. God commands many things in this chapter, from not taking revenge, to standing in front of venerable people. The form of almost all of the commandments in these chapters is laying out the act and then informing about the consequence of that act. Unlike the following chapter, Leviticus 20, Leviticus 19 doesn't contain a death penalty for any of these commandments. To give you an instance of that penalty, Leviticus 20.10 reads, And a man who commits adultery with a man's wife, committing adultery with the wife of his fellow, the adulterer and the adulteress, shall surely be put to death. Now getting to the verse that will matter for our topic, Leviticus 19.29 reads, You shall not defile your daughter by making her a harlot, lest the land fall into harlotry and the land be filled with immorality. No death penalty there. The consequence of making even your daughter fornicate is that your society will fall into immorality. This is really interesting as a standard, because the Bible isn't a book that takes sexual morality lightly. God provides practical reasons here, not a sentence, as he does for adulterers. One more passage is worth noting from the Bible before moving on. Deuteronomy 23.18 reads, There shall not be a prostitute of the daughters of Israel, and there shall not be a male prostitute of the sons of Israel. That seems eminently straightforward, but the next verse complicates the situation in interesting ways. In reference to acceptable sacrifices to God, Deuteronomy 23.19 reads, You shall not bring a prostitute's fee or the price of a dog to the house of the Lord your God for any vow, because both of them are an abomination to the Lord your God. That verse makes things quite interesting, especially with Rashi's commentary. Rashi explains that what is earned as a prostitute, be it a physical lamb or something that could be exchanged for such a lamb to sacrifice, is unacceptable as a sacrifice. Again, pragmatism seems to be God's reasoning. Since prostitution is immoral, a prostitute won't be able to make offerings to God. To combine what those pieces of Leviticus and Deuteronomy provide us, a prostitute is not committing such an immoral act that they should be killed, but prostitution shouldn't be practiced because it will produce an immoral society that is unable to properly sacrifice to God. As much as so many modern people think these early biblical books are cruel, the biblical views on prostitution are hardly severe. The Talmud is similarly lenient, with the deciding opinion on the issue being that of Judah Hanasi saying that prostitution was only forbidden to those people for whom such sexual relations would be an inherent transgression. While prostitution is still generally prohibited and certainly not looked well upon, that Talmudic standard leaves a lot of room for unmarried people to engage in the practice. Taking that and moving forward, we can look at later Jewish standards and see what an odd relationship Judaism and prostitution have. It's worth recognizing that in this time period, Ashkenazi Jews completely shed the practice of polygamy. So the issue of a married man sleeping with a prostitute was no longer seen in the context of multiple wives or even concubines being acceptable or tolerated, as was the biblical standard. Nonetheless, Jewish opinions on prostitution were never entirely simplified. 
While the Jewish community seemed to be generally against the practice, there were always dissenting opinions, and these dissenting opinions had substantive arguments. One medieval Jewish argument that is commonly found was that it's better to go to a prostitute than the alternatives, like going to sleep with another man's wife or even, God forbid, raping a woman. The moral calculation there is hard to argue with. Too often, we compare what we oppose to perfection. People saying that it would be great if there were no prostitution, that's an assertion in relation to nothing in the world. And those who assert such a thing are more accurately imagining a world in which prostitution wouldn't be a profitable industry. However, when plotting a course of action, we have to contrast an option and its consequences against another option and its consequences. Banning prostitution doesn't suddenly eliminate sex drives throughout a society. Likewise, allowing prostitution doesn't suddenly make every loyal spouse want to cheat. We're left in an odd middle ground on this issue, but that actually says a lot. God clearly does not favor prostitution, so it's fair to say it's immoral even though it doesn't inherently count as adultery. The issue raised in the Bible about prostitution leading to immorality pervading society is also entirely fair. Regardless, it's easy to imagine a situation where prostitution is a far superior option to other outlets for a person's sex drive. Rather than expecting people to live up to an ideal, I'd rather leave an avenue open for the lesser immorality if it staves off the greater. Taking it back to God's stances in Leviticus 19.29 compared to Leviticus 20.10, better prostitution than adultery. No society's people will act perfectly, and expecting that they will act perfectly is going to cause a lot of harm. We can declare prostitution to be a bad thing, and tell our loved ones and anyone who will listen that they shouldn't do it. But even God didn't see fit to punish it. And if we want to think about this in terms of American policy, it's actually quite easy. Both sides are fairly muddled morally on this. We see on the left that the people who claim that they're the most pro-prostitution, pro-prostitute people think of this as empowering. I can see their point if they mean a woman working for herself or determining her own economic future or being an independent individual as opposed to property as it was centuries ago. A lot of that makes sense. None of it relates to prostitution. Any job could fill this role, and it's a very perverse thing to make that a prostitution issue, as though prostitutes are uniquely empowered, but a female doctor, for instance, is just doing a career like anyone else. One of those is a better option, and if we can't all agree to that, we're making a mistake. Similarly, on the conservative side of things, we see an equal confusion. Like many moral issues for the right, it comes down to Christian conservatives, and they're defining the issues. So, they're not considering gray area. And they're certainly not considering that one option might be better than another. This isn't how they do a cost-benefit analysis. They only establish perfection. This is true for all laws that the Christian right wanted, whether it be controls on bad language in media, 
whether it be drugs, whether it be abortion, where they say literally zero abortion is acceptable. This can be applied to a ton of issues, and on this it's the same. And that only works in a vacuum. We live in a society, and we have immoral people in our society, because it is a society. I think it's far better that we understand that prostitution does serve a purpose. It did not exist in human societies only because we're this perverted bunch who, you know, need this unsavory outlet. This exists in, to some extent, as a necessity. This isn't a great way to spend your money. I think too many people look at prostitution like it's a casino, and you just have money to blow, so you go to a prostitute. Maybe that's the way it is, but that's not the, the purpose it's serving for our society or for any society. This is a really good failsafe for people who are sexually frustrated and would do way worse things if they didn't have such an outlet. Like a lot of issues today, the sides are just representing extremes. The solution to so many of them is just to allow the practice and on a personal level, to your family, to people you talk to, as cultural, as societal, any any mode, to discourage these things, but to say, I'm not going to throw you in a cage for doing it. Prostitution clearly has benefits compared to the worst sexual things people will do. If we're comparing it and there's a choice between everyone being saints and people engaging in prostitution, I'll pick the saints any day. No question, and I think everyone listening would surely pick having everyone just not need these things. But that's not the choice we get to make. We have to deal with real people struggling with real emotions, real urges, and real moral situations. No one considering going to a prostitute says, I'll either go to a prostitute or I'll watch Jeopardy. This is a thing you start doing when you really need it. This isn't a small thing to start doing. And that's beyond even the criminal penalties. Just becoming a person who might publicly be associated with prostitution is a huge cost in our society. We've seen politicians go down, Elliot Spitzer being a great example. He wasn't using prostitutes on a street corner, he was using a very classy service for it. And he still went down completely. It's not a class thing, it's not that we thought he was suddenly dirty, it's that we just don't like that as a society. And that's a great mechanism. Using societal pressure and cultural pressure on these issues while simultaneously not throwing people in cages for them, is perfect. We can discourage bad behavior while not pretending that everyone is going to live up to our ideal. 
I'd like prostitution left to the moral decision-making of the individuals engaging in both sides of the practice, rather than assuming that we have the authority to punish on an issue that even God doesn't assert for himself. And if you're interested in the ideas I'm discussing, find more on my website, libertarianjudaism.com, or on the Patreon page at patreon.com slash libertarianjudaism. Thanks for listening. Bye.